Welcome to Embrace Live Thrive, a podcast to encourage women that depression and anxiety are not normal parts of motherhood. To realize that taking care of yourself is important and you, mom, are worthy of care, and that is the best way to care for your family. Join me as we talk through issues in mental, social, nutritional, physical health, and so much more. Now is the time to start talking and admit that motherhood is the hardest thing we have ever done, but also the most rewarding. I hope you were able to listen as I tell you that it is okay to not be okay, but what is not okay is to stay there. I hope to equip you with tools, tips, resources to help get you through some of life's most exhausting moments. And at the end of the day, realize that you are the best mom out there for your family. Hey guys, it's Dr. Sarah Meyer, and today marks a monumental accomplishment for me. Today is the release of my 100th episode. I feel humbled, honored, excited, and overwhelmed to be here. There has been so many late nights, early mornings, the debate of do I just release an old episode instead of having to stay up late to finish this one, but I am here. I did it. I have had the opportunity to speak to over 100 incredible women and two pretty fantastic guys. I have interviewed people from all over the United States and even one from Germany. I have discovered that time zones are my nemesis and I will continue to have to learn how to mentally interpret what time zone everybody's in. God has led me down a path making some beautiful collaborations with women that I would have never gotten the opportunity to meet without this podcast. I've learned many things as we discuss on this episode. I'm absolutely tickled that my twin sister, Julie Cherbin, was willing to view me for this 100th episode. During this conversation, we discuss one of my favorite sayings, it is okay to not be okay, but let's not stay there. I got to thinking about it after we recorded and reflecting on why this phrase is so important to me. And I realized that from 2017 to 2020, I was struggling desperately with my anxiety and depression to the point of suicidal ideations. The anger, shame, guilt was weighing so heavy. And I was desperate for someone, anyone to just to tell me it's okay. You are okay. It's going to be okay. I had no idea how to ask for help. But God is good and he is always faithful, even when I was struggling with my health, my marriage, and even my faith. Now, here I am to tell you just that. It is okay. You are going to be okay. And I promise you, it's going to be okay. Julie does an amazing job of keeping the conversation flowing and asking me questions. We had a ton of fun reminiscing about the last two years. So here it is. My 100th episode recap of all things Embrace, Live, Thrive. Hey guys, thanks so much for listening today. I am so excited about today's podcast. I think it's going to be something that's really special, really different, and uh, really unique to episode number 100. I made it. 100 episodes, guys. Who would have known two years ago that I would have been able to talk to so many amazing, incredible people, so many stories, so many lives, so many amazing resources shared. So today I have a special guest interviewer, my twin sister, Julie. So she is going to take the opportunity to interview me about what I have learned 
about podcasting, about what I'm currently doing. And I am just really excited to have this little reverse opportunity to talk with you guys today. So Julie, would you take a second and just introduce yourself? Hi, my name's Julie. I'm curious to see if we sound a lot alike on this podcast as we discuss and talk today. I've known Sarah for my whole life. Literally. I am two minutes older than Sarah. And I always like to, when I describe people, I always like to describe Sarah as the hyper version of myself. So for those of you guys who know Sarah and who are around Sarah and know her energy level, know that she brings a lot to the table. And so our personalities are pretty similar, but I always like to to kind of say that caveat that Sarah's definitely the higher version of mine. Now, mind you, I have many words and I probably use just as many words, yeah. but Sarah's definitely got a lot of energy. Really excited to be here here today. We started our journey of medical together yeah. as, you know, our, our mom, she kind of stepped through some experiences together. And then we, I went into the world of nursing and then Sarah stepped into PT and then t- into this yeah. realm. So I'm really excited about this opportunity as well. I think we kind of brainstormed this. I was like, Hey, you should have somebody interview you for your hundredth episode. And yeah. I'm like, you should make it someone kind of cool and someone kind of neat. So I don't know how what my name came up, but, uh, you know, I was pretty excited for this opportunity. So I'm excited to get to be here with you guys today. Yeah. And uh, going back to describing me as the hyper one of the two in the reverse, I usually describe you as I tend to be the aggressive one and you tend to be <laughs> passive aggressive. So I will say it to your face. Julie tends to be a little bit more subtle. <laughs> Absolutely. That's why I say our personalities are the same. We just function slightly different yeah. with how we do it. Well, I take the reins here. It's been really neat to listen through the years and to listen to Sarah's interview abilities to grow and just all the different many forms of self-help of different types of people that she's had talk on the podcast, not just one direction, one path. So if you're new to listening, I would highly recommend you going back and listening to some of those past episodes because whether you're a new postpartum mom, whether you have a child with special needs, whether you are a mom who's struggled with postpartum depression, there's podcasts for all of all of those things out there. So again, if, if you're new to listening and you haven't had the opportunity to check those out, I would definitely go and download some of those. Sarah's got the descriptions on them attached with the episode notes. Uh, I did not realize that it had been two years in my head. I conceptually knew that, Yeah, Um, but that's just crazy. I'm going to start with question number one. It's always a great place to start. And it says, why start a podcast in a social media platform during such a busy stage of life? Yeah. Well, first off, Julie, I'm going to hire you for my marketing team. Thank you for that glowing summary of what I've been able to accomplish the last couple of years. But really, as I walked through my own journey, struggling with severe depression, severe anxiety, and early season of motherhood, I just really became stuck, overwhelmed, and I didn't even know how to move forward. And through a series of, of God events, you really opened my eyes to what it really takes to heal and grow. And as I started talking to people about what I had experienced, what I had gone through, I realized there's so many women that struggle with depression and anxiety. To be even more specific, women, mothers who are struggling daily with overwhelm, stress, anxiety, not knowing how to manage. And I just got, my heart got heavy for these women that are struggling because I've been there. I've lived it. I still live it 
day in, day out. And I understand that. And as I was trying to figure out, okay, what, what do I do? How do God has put this inspiration, this desire to help women in me? What does that look like in my season of life? And as I was researching and trying to figure out to do, I, I started on the blog route, which is great. That's a whole nother story we won't get into, but really I, I honed in on podcasting because it can be done primarily from my home. It's something that's easily distributed and really it's it's the up and coming way of sharing information. And that's where I started as far as podcasting and, and really with the social media platform because I can really control it on my time. I'm not sectioned into having to do it at specific places, specific times. And really I can do it before my kids get up in the morning. I can do it after they go to bed at night. But my call to serve women is not something that I can set aside. It feels like occasionally it'll run through my mind, like, Hey, maybe I just need to take a break from this. And then I just hurt so much for the women that I know are struggling that I'm like, that's, that's not even an option. Will I have to possibly slow down? Does it, does my timeline shift on things sometimes? Yeah, absolutely. But to me, it's not even an option because I know that this is what I'm being called to do. I love some of the things that you brought up. As I was listening to you talking, I was reflecting as a new mom or or as a mom who's maybe isolated and you've moved away, you're military, mm-hmm. your uh, husband got a job, you got a job, and you don't have that family. When you don't have that community to sell some of the things that don't feel normal are normal. Yeah. But if you don't know that, you have that guilt and that shame. And I really mm-hmm. love one of your things that you say in your intro. You you talk about how it's okay to not be okay. Yeah. Um, so you have to, that self-recognition of that, this isn't working right. I need to talk to somebody. I need to reach out. I need yeah. to create a community. I need to get better. So one, realizing that you've got something that you may need some help with, Mm-hmm. And two, finding an outlet for that. And that's what I think is really neat about the podcast that you present is it is diverse. So you may not have one that essentially applies to you because you don't have teenagers. You right. don't know how to raise teenagers. You will in the future. So to, to have those ideas in your head is really great. But I love that you build into your intro. And I think it's one of your kind of main mantras that it's okay it to not be okay. You just don't stay there. Yeah. Um, you know that that's not a healthy place to be at. My next question for you is you say full life, healthy living a lot. What do you mean by that? Yeah. And that's something that is really where my passion began. And I really want to spend this next year, and we'll talk about this a little bit more later, really fleshing out what I mean by that to my community, to my people, and, and really help teaching people what that means. So to me, when I think about a healthy lifestyle, it encompasses our mental, our social, our nutritional, and our physical. And really, God has taught me that healthy living is holistic. Now, if you were raised in the Christian culture, you can hear that word and it's a trigger for possibly bad, new age. But really, as an adult and as an individual who's had to really grow through depression and anxiety... I have learned that it just simply means taking care of your whole self, break it out into four separate categories. And I really do that because I think a lot of people now will talk about our mental health. We'll talk about, you know, having to be active, watching what we eat. But I think a key component that a lot of people miss is we have to learn how to communicate with our partners or spouses, and we have to learn how to set healthy boundaries as women who are natural caregivers 
often we are people pleasers. Our innate sense is to do everything for everybody else first, and then we have nothing left for ourselves. Really shifting that mindset of we have to take care of ourselves for our families, not instead of our families. Because if we're pouring from an empty cup, nobody's thriving in that environment. And really the distinction of really separating out what does self-care versus self-comfort versus just making sure we're capable, what does that look like? And, And even more specifically, what does that look like in the eyes of motherhood? And that's really where my passion is, is to really help mothers understand that you can live a healthy life. You can take care of yourself. You can take care of your mental health. You can learn how to communicate. We can figure out how to build patterns and rhythms around healthy eating, around exercise, that that is not something that just you have to let go until your children are grown. I was kind of listening to you as you talk about it. And I've got a sneak peek at a couple of the things that you've done. And I've got to be on the peripheral as you built some of these things. And um, one of the things that really helped me that you've said in the past is you said no is a complete sentence. Yeah, And that was revolutionary to me because coming from being very similar because I'm your twin, yeah. I have struggled with sometimes with that people pleasing element that you've talked about mm-hmm. that you say, you know, you want to please people. So you don't want to tell them no. So you end up doing 18 things on Christmas because you don't want to tell anyone no. And then if I don't have a good excuse, then I can't tell someone no. So that's always kind of been like, well, if I, if I don't have a reason to, then I should do it. I should say yes. One of the things you're like, Julie, no is a full (laughs) sentence and you do not know. Oh, people, um, explanations. Now you're your mom, your sister, you know, your significant other, you probably do know them a little bit of an explanation, but yeah, the PTO that's asking you to bake cookies for the bake-off, it's okay to tell them no and and not give a reason. And so changing my concept and working on those boundaries, I feel like that full life, healthy living that you talk about, no is a complete sentence that really stood out to me when we talked about communication. And and what I often tell people about that, if, if you talk to me, I will probably bring up boundaries because I think it's so important. And so many women don't realize that no is a complete sentence. But what I tell people there, there are people in your life that have earned the right to an explanation to a no. So absolutely. Those people have, have earned that right. But there, there are some people that haven't, and and that's okay. And we have to distinguish that where we get stuck. And this goes back to the people pleasing is we feel that we are affirmed. We are loved. We are connected if we are doing things for other people. And if we stop doing those things, then, then we will no longer be accepted or loved or needed. And really embracing and understanding who we are as individuals, our identity keeps us from needing to get it from that that perspective. Now, as you got this up and going, and as you started your podcasting, I am sure that podcast one, day one, yes. sounds very different and looks a little different than what it is now. So what would you say, or what is a few things you would say you've learned about podcasting in this two-year journey? Oh my gosh, I... I have learned so many things and really have taught myself that I I don't look at it as failures anymore. Um, I just look at it as maybe sometimes ways not to do things. But really, I have learned so many things about how to phrase questions, how to read people when they're done 
speaking, how to initiate hard topics. We as individuals struggle with managing our own emotions. So to ask other people about theirs can get uncomfortable. And so really leaning into that, learning how to lean into that discomfort to have the real conversation so I can be relatable and I can help individuals that are struggling with that particular topic. One of the things I've I've learned that has been the hardest lesson to learn is interviewing different personality types. There are individuals that you can ask a question and they can talk forever in a day. There are other personality individuals that you ask a question and they will one sentence answer your question. So I really had to learn how to gauge that as we're going through the conversation, like, okay, is this an individual that I need to be way more specific so I can pull out, tease out what I'm really trying to get to and create a conversation and a dialogue? Or is this a person that I need to stick really tight on my questions so we don't end up talking about next year's 4th of July? It's really been one of the things I've really had to hone and I'm still honing today. Sure, that would be hard too because you probably only get a minimal gauge. Some of the people you podcast, you know, you interview because yeah, you only yeah. have a minimal interaction with them. Yeah. But yeah. as you and I both know, we have lots of words. So we usually fill them pretty well. So yeah. it does always yeah. surprise me when you have people who give one or two word answers. I'm like, oh, oh, I would like a little more than that. Yeah. Continuing on as we continue to talk about your podcasting and what you've learned, tell me what are what have been a few of your favorite moments that you've had through this this experience? Yeah, and I was just looking back through my list of podcasts and trying to think through what those looked like and what ones had particular things that made me smile. And I remember very very early on one of my first recordings. This is when I still went and recorded at people's houses, which was another thing I learned. It really created inconsistencies with sound. I've since switched completely to recording through Zoom, but I'm sitting in this gal's uh, kitchen and we are going through our podcast questions and her dog comes in and starts eating. And again, one of the first time I've ever recorded and I'm like, oh my gosh, no one's going to be able to hear anything that we're saying because all we're going to hear is this dog eating. And I was horrified. And so, you know, the first thing I do, of course, is hurry home and listen to the recording. And and it wasn't that bad. There's absolutely background noise, but it's not that bad. But in the moment, it was like this horrifying, scarring experience. Yeah, <laughs> moment. Another one of the things that I did kind of early on that was so embarrassing and still embarrasses me to this day, um, I click record and I had not clarified how to pronounce her last name. So I had mispronounced her last name, which is fine. So, you know, so great, cut, record. I Three more times, I could not say it correctly. Oh, I kept no. saying her name incorrectly. And it, that is horrifying to not be able to say somebody's name correctly. So she finally rhymed it for me. <laughs> oh, no. I'm sure so, she's had to do it before, though. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. So she rhymed it for me. So as I'm recording, I'm like, going really slow and like going through the rhyme in my head to try and get it out. Um, So that was, again, towards the beginning of podcasting. But one I did just recently, I, again, mispronounced a gal's first name. She let me go the entire podcast and did not correct me on her name until we got to the very end. I'm like, hey, what are ways to find you? And she gives her email address. And I'm like, "Uh (laughs) uh-oh, I I just said her name wrong. 
And so we stopped recording. I'm like, did you, did you let me say your name wrong the whole time? She goes, well, I I didn't want to stop you. And I'm no, I had to go back and edit out every time I said her name wrong the entire podcast, because I was so, those are a couple of my funny things. One time I had a, the person's 12 year old son busted in the middle of the the room in the middle of the uh, interview and started dancing. So then she's giggling and yelling at him for to get out and, and all the things. And I'm just over there smiling, thinking that's my life in like four years. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'm sure. So let's just say the power of editing is something I have truly learned to um, embrace and have really grown on how to do that. Oh, I love that so much. Those are pretty funny. It's a hereditary trait to not be able to pronounce things. It's kind of funny. Our, our dad is notoriously terrible about pronouncing yes. things. And, and I struggle with the same things as well. Um, you know, I work in the medical field and I have uh, had to been corrected more than once. So although it is embarrassing, I do understand. But oh my gosh, that's that is too funny. Oh, oh and one more of the funniest oh, sure. moments yeah. that I had. I just looked at my notes. I, I cannot recap my podcasting without recapping this. Um, One of my good friends came over to record a podcast and she had come from doing hot yoga and she had never done hot yoga before. And she downed a smoothie on the way to my house. Well, going from hot yoga to downing a smoothie did not sit well on her stomach. And in the (laughs) middle of the podcast, she had to run to the bathroom and puked up her smoothie in the middle of the podcast recording. And I was I was so sad for her. And I was like, are you sure you want to finish? And she's like, well, I feel fine now. <laughs> oh, I'm sure her stomach was churning the whole first half. Yes, yeah. So she powered through and we finished the podcast and I was able to edit all of that out, obviously. But that probably stands as one of but one of the most memorable moments yeah. of podcasting. Yeah. You know, work in the medical field and, and I work with new nurses. And so we like to call it areas of improvement. We'd like to talk how to have the students reflect and to think about what could you improve on in the future? And so I'm going to extend that one out to you. So it says, what would be a couple things you've learned how to do better or you would want to improve in? Yeah. And and I mentioned one of them was really continuing to learn how to gauge people and personality wise and pulling out the information depending on on personality types. But as I continue, I, I really want to grow in the interviewing style as far as really diving in deep onto a topic and and really pulling out what people need to know, what people want to know about some of these harder, harder issues. I've got some really cool ones coming up at the start of the year where we're going to kind of dive more into the, the full life, healthy living topics that I was talking about, but really just continuing to learn how to give information stories that are relatable to what you as an individual are experiencing and going through is really what I want my my passion to continue to learn how to do. And what we've talked about is you've had such a broad spectrum mm-hmm. of everything you've gone. So maybe coming back and catching some of those topics yeah. and yeah. diving in deeper to some of those topics that you you scrape the surface of Absolutely. Is, is would be really neat to see. As we continue on, and I'm what do you hope to accomplish as you continue podcasting with Embrace Live Thrive? 
Yeah. And one thing that I'm really going to focus on in, in 2023 is my goal is to really start doing more monthly topical based. So again, what we've talked about is really diving deeper into a specific topic or genre and having it from multiple perspectives to really help us understand that a lot of this is unique to people's perceptions, to their environment, and really understanding a topic from all different angles is is what I want individuals to learn because we all are so unique. And that's another thing I like to share with women a lot is everybody's healing journey is going to look different. And, and my job as a podcast and as a platform is to expose you to all the different type of resources that are out there. So that way we can help you find what makes the most sense for you to heal because not every modality is going to make sense for every person. That's why you see a lot of people having success with different weight loss programs because that's what clicked for them. And that's what works for them. I think that's a lot with healing and growth is there are so many resources out there that we are just touching the absolute tip of the iceberg. And my goal is to really expose you to those so you can embrace what makes sense to you and really grow and heal in your own unique way. That's really my passion. And that's the, the whole premise behind the name of the, the platform is I want to teach women how to embrace life where they are and thrive. And that and that's done through gratitude, that's done through taking care of yourself, that's done through really learning and understanding how to set mindset. And I love that embracing where you are at life, because sometimes women, um, I know I've done this in the past as well, is you're like, oh, I just need to get through this phase. I just need to get past this phase. I just need to get my babies out of diapers. I just need to get them sleeping through the night. I just need to get to, you know, fill in the blank. And you miss out on those opportunities of making those memories and enjoying the space that you're at with your kids, with your significant other, um, with your family, whatever that looks like for you as the individual, you miss out on so much when you're just so worried or so anxious or so Mm -hmm. stressed about getting to that next phase is you lose the joy of the moment, right? You lose the happiness of the moment. And sometimes life isn't perfect. And sometimes life is messy. And sometimes life brings scars that we have to deal with. And so I think that's the neatest thing to see with these podcasts and with these opportunities of of what you call modalities of healing is, is you're right. Some of us have childhood trauma, but some of us don't, you know, some of us were raised with strict parents or some of us bring into our parenting poor parenting, you know, and you're trying to, to, to grow and be better than what you've been modeled, but it's what you were modeled. You don't know any different. And so I think that that's, what's really neat about this podcast. Is is that you have you give resources to these to these mm-hmm. women and again you you create a community with the opportunity of reaching out to these different modalities. I think that's yeah. that's really neat that you do here. Yeah. So, so what should we expect? Embrace, live, thrive. New Year's twenty twenty three. What should we expect to see from you with this platform with this uh, podcast and podcasting? So my mind, I. My husband would get so mad at me or get so mad at me because I'm a very visionary person. I have all of these plans, these ideas, these things. And he's like, that doesn't even make sense. And I'm like, but it does, it does. <laughs> but starting in 2023, my goal is 
I really want to launch a mother coaching program. And I, I don't want to, you guys to think it's from the angle that I want to teach you how to be a better mom because you are already the best mom there is for your family. That, that is already established. It is already true. My goal with this, this mom coaching program is to really help equip you with specific tools, resources, education to how to do things more efficiently with rhythms, build patterns and really take some of the stress off of things that have to be accomplished on the daily to be able to have more space to just embrace your family and really shift out of what is a lot of people are living in that survival mode. And that's what you talked about, Julie, when you're talking about like, I just need to get to this next moment. I just need to get here. That's we're, that's survival mode. And you're absolutely right. There will be moments that we have to, to shift into survival mode. That's a part of living in this world. It's when it becomes in a daily circumstance that, and we never break out of it, that we really start losing a part of who we are. But really, I want to launch my mom coaching program. I'm really excited. I've got a couple of workshop conferences coming up early in the year. I've got a workshop talking specifically about understanding your sexuality as a woman that is really just based upon understanding your anatomy understanding that sex shouldn't be painful, understanding that you can say the word sex and don't have to feel shameful or God created us to be able to have pleasure in that manner as a part of our experience and as a part of our relationships and really understanding how that fits into intimacy. And that's what I get to talk about in the workshop is really understanding the different levels of intimacy and how that is so vital to a healthy relationship. And then in February, beginning of February, February 3rd and 4th, we are doing our next women's health conference where we're really going to be breaking down the uniqueness of being a woman and how we are fearfully and wonderfully made and how managing our hormones and understanding nutrition specifics and exercise and all of those things in the scope of how we were created, I think it's going to really help women on their growth journey and really learn. And we, we're going to start Friday night with talking about identity and where identity starts, where it grows and it, how your identity in Christ has to be your base of healing. It's where healing starts. So there's a lot of things. I have more plans to roll out more things down the road in 2023, but that's really what I'm most excited about and what I'm working on getting you guys right now is that coaching program and those two those two workshop conference opportunities. Well, that sounds like so neat, so many opportunities. So guys, if you have that opportunity to get out there and participate in some of these experiences and some of these events, I went to your um, conference last year and it's one of the neatest things I've done in a long time. And so I would highly encourage you guys to set those uh, those weekends aside and uh, get some mom time, get some me time and and go get to to listen to some of these things. Wrapping up and we're ending and uh, it's been an honor to get to be here with you and and Mm -hmm. really neat. Uh, experience to participate in a podcast. I've never gotten to do this before. Yeah. If you're, you're, uh, you're listening, familiar with this question, they should know what's coming. My uh, wrap-up question that I have for you is what is your, you know, you ask all of your 
Uh, what's your favorite form of self-care? I want to know what Sarah's favorite form of self-care is. And this has been one of my favorite questions over the years to really wrap up with because it's so important for us to understand that self-care is individual. And that's why I have just thoroughly enjoyed hearing women's answers because it's all over the board on what is people's self-care. But I would say probably 20 to 30% of women have had this answer. And and this is absolutely my answer. My favorite form of self-care is getting up in the morning before my children and sitting and having a time of prayer, having a time of reading, having a time of just focusing my mindset for the day, really thinking through, okay, what are my hard points of my day? What makes sense? What's a realistic expectation of what I can accomplish and what's me trying to create a list to overwhelm myself? Because I'm very good at that. And really, that is such a sweet time for my just to really build focus and build intention. And that is my absolute favorite form of self-care. And it seems counterintuitive to my husband sometimes. I will wake up generally between 5 and 5.30 every morning to do that, regardless of when I might have gone to bed the night before, because your kids don't sleep in. (laughs) So if I'm going to get my opportunity to have the time that I know recharges me the best, it is absolutely worth me getting, getting up at that time to have those moments. I am a nicer, happier, healthier mom. When I set that time aside, you talk about being up before the kids and what you've talked about, you've said this before, and and I have had to recognize this is this is a season. Mm-hmm. This will look different. You know, when you've got the teenagers, you know, yeah. you may be able to get up at 7 a.m. because you got to drag people out of bed. But, you know, right. for this season, you recognize that you need that alone time. Mm-hmm. And to have that alone time, you have to be up at five and five thirty. You know, so sometimes we have to recognize I have a very similar experience is that I like to exercise and that's what recharges me. And I can't figure out how to do it at any other point in the day unless I do it before the kids get up. You know, yeah. that's just how my life works right now. And I and I think it's okay. And that's what I think you guys, you know, as Sarah talks about her favorite form of self-care, is you've got to really realize how can I fit this in? How can I make this work, you know, in my life? Because you've talked about it. You can't pour from an empty cup. Yeah. So how do I make my, how do I, how do I take care of myself? Is it getting up 30 minutes earlier? It might be, it might be staying up 30 minutes late. Right. Um, I, I think that I, I know I am, I'm not sure if you are too, but I'm not a nice person at night <laughs> and 10 o'clock at night, my brain shuts down and I can't function. And I don't want to exercise at that point anyway, but you know, like I don't process better. So, you know, you got to figure out what is that time right. of processing? What is Absolutely. that time? What does that work best for me? Yeah. Well, um, as we wrap up, as we finish, uh, just again, we're excited for 2023. Congratulations on episode 100. We look forward to uh, episode 200 and more and episode 101 and all of the amazing things you've got planned in 2023. Thank you for your time, Sarah. And thank you for this podcast. Hey, thanks, Julie. I appreciate you so much coming on today and just being vulnerable and having some conversation with me. Guys, I hope you have enjoyed this. I hope it wasn't too much of a mind bend that our voices are so similar. And guys, thank you so much for listening. Please watch www.embracelivethrive.com and my socials at Embrace Live Thrive to keep up to date on all of the upcoming things I've got going. Guys, have a great day. Thanks for listening.